0: We all thought we were going to bust through the glass ceiling, girlfriend, like I was. I come from Silicon Valley. I was in tech sales. I freaking crushed it. I'm like, to the moon. (laughs) I'm going to be one of the girls at the top. Uh, No, I didn't know that the first hurdle that I wasn't actually going to make it through was the maternal wall. Hello, and welcome back to Free the Mother. I'm your host, Kendra Williams. And today, we're going to be talking about matrescence and your career. Now, I'm going to be saving money for another episode in the way that we view money. This is about your career goals, like what you thought you were going to be when you grew up, what your dream job was. We're going to talk about how matrescence affects your career goals. So I want to start with another term that you probably haven't heard of that. I did not make up. <laughs> Everyone thinks I made up the word matrescence and I make up all these things just to like, make people feel seen. And I'm like, no, they're actually all really old. Okay. This term is called the maternal wall. <laughs> and I laughed because we all thought we were going to bust through the glass ceiling girlfriend. Like I was, I come from Silicon Valley. I was in tech sales. I freaking crushed it. I'm like to the moon. <laughs> I'm going to be one of the girls at the top. Uh, no, I didn't know that the first hurdle that I wasn't actually going to make it through was the maternal wall. So let's talk about the maternal wall. There's two reasons women hit the maternal wall. One for finance reasons, meaning it, you don't make enough in your career to cover your childcare, So you hit the maternal wall and you are essentially taken out of the career game to care for your child. It is not like your choice, but a necessity. Mine was an emotional wall. I thought that I wanted to be a VP of sales. I thought that I wanted to chase the money. I thought my value came from raises and rewards and bonuses. I entered motherhood and I was like, oh, like I like that stuff, but like, I don't think that that's driving me anymore. So what happens to a lot of women at this point when they don't have to stay home, they still want to work. They start running up against Wait a minute. I was going for this promotion for the last two years and now I don't think I want it. What's wrong with me? Or you used to be the one that traveled to the events or to the clients. And now you're like, I am devoted to my job. I love my job, but I need to cut the travel out. So, how do you deal with feeling like you're still showing up and giving it your all? Because if you are like me, these were passion careers that you had. So, the maternal wall brings in a lot of opportunity for us to look inside ourselves and say, Why am I doing this? What do I want to do? And ultimately, what do I have the capacity to do now? And it's a lot of inner work that goes along there. Now, I never made it back into corporate. I smacked into the wall, fell down, got up, turned around, and became a motherhood coach. But some people, they find the door and they walk through. And what they need to look at is the second thing I want to talk to you about, maternal bias. Now, this is studied through and through. This is Essentially, you being looked at as less than or looked over now that you are a mother. There's actually lots of ways that maternal bias shows up, and today I just want to share three of them with you. One of them is what happens right when you come back from maternity leave. This idea of mom brain, that you're not as sharp as you used to be. Like You're tired. She's up with a baby all the time. I know she's an amazing employee, but like, let's just give this project to someone else for now. Another way the maternal bias shows up is unconsciously looking at women with children as less reliable or not as reliable as they used to be. Like, if you were the one that was in early and you're there late and you were at the happy hours and you always traveled and now you're like, I work my billable hours and you're home with the kid when they're sick, and maybe you leave early for an activity once a week. It's not that you are unreliable, but the maternal bias kicks in and they will view you that way. If this isn't discussed, the third way maternal bias shows up is actually way before you get pregnant. There are studies that show that women who literally just get married, they're not even pregnant. They just get married. Everyone's excited. Go on your honeymoon, come back. Management starts to view them differently because what typically happens after a couple gets married, typically they start trying to have a family. So put yourself in a manager's shoes. If you're looking at a long-term project and you're like, well, I don't know, Kendra will probably start trying to have babies and she'll be out on a maternity leave at launch. Let's just go with someone else to keep the team consistent. So I want to make sure I'm not, you know, I don't think this is done intentionally. I don't think this is done consciously. I think that in an effort to get the most out of the workforce and always be better and efficient and improving These are the things we run up against as mothers. And the final area I want to talk about when it comes to matrescence in your career is the unfortunate statistic. We already know women make less than men, but women with children make 5% less than free agent women. And this isn't because you went on maternity leave or you took a year off. So you had a lower paying job. It's for the same job. You're getting paid less than a child-free woman. And you know what is actually even crazier? So what I just went over is this idea that mothers who are in the workforce are not as reliable and they're scattered and they're exhausted and distracted. Well, the same unconscious patriarchal conditioning helps men. There's actually something called a fatherhood bonus. Because men are supposed to be providers. So men who are fathers get seen as like more stable, more committed, um, and maybe even more deserving of money because they're doing this thing for their family. Now, this is all unconscious until we make it conscious and talk about it. Okay. When I first learned that, i was like, this reminds me of the irony that we're the ones that have babies but they get to have the dad bots. Like you didn't even go through the physical changes. Okay. Like you gaining weight. It's crazy to me that we're not allowed to gain weight and you are men. And then when we go to work, we're seen as distracted for adding in a whole new gig to our life and we make less and then they make more. I, Ladies grinds my gears. Okay. Let me move on. I wanted to share a little bit more about my story and how hitting the maternal wall was such an eye-opener for me, not just for my career. What happened to me was at the time I worked at LinkedIn, which is one of the best places to be if you want to get pregnant. I think at the time, for sure, they were covering IVF costs. They had a five-month maternity leave. And I was like, I scored, like, this is the place where I want to get pregnant. Okay. And I really thought that I would be cruising by five months. I know that some people don't get any maternity leave, six weeks at best, maybe 12. I'm like, I will be ready to go back. But five months came around, and my firstborn is neurodivergent. So back then, it was just colic. It was every nap was a scream fest, no sleeping through the night. And at five months, I'm like, I am unwell. Like, I can't really think that straight still. I'm so sleep deprived. I don't think I can go back to work now. And I was privileged enough to have the resources through my husband to say, I'm going to take a year off. We're going to figure out how to care for this baby and get him to feel okay. And I'll go back to work after a year. So I hadn't yet hit the maternal wall in my mind because I'm like, I'm going to go back. But what was the most confronting thing, and I cringe now, but it's just the truth, is that I ran up against my own maternal bias, meaning I would go to LinkedIn and visit old coworkers. I would talk to, you know, just friends. And I would share that I'm taking a year off. And I would say, don't worry, I'm only taking a year off and then I'm going back. And I was getting that the energy behind that was like, I really didn't value what I was doing. I, I didn't know until I said that like 10 times that I didn't value motherhood myself. And I was like, what in the what? My, I, I don't know. I don't know what I thought of motherhood before. Obviously, consciously, I didn't think moms were less than. I didn't think that mothering was useless or value less. But once I entered motherhood, and had to kind of defend why I was taking year off. It was like, well, I feel like it's the right thing to do. I'm going to, you know, just pause for a little bit, go do the right thing and like be a good little mommy. And then I'm going to go back. And that honestly cracked me that cracked me. And in a way that it's like, okay, I need to start looking within myself. Where is this coming from? Do I, I, do I actually believe this? If so, like, do I want to stay home right now? And that began my journey of looking within. Now I didn't end up going back to LinkedIn after a year because I got pregnant <laughs> at 11 months postpartum. And by that time we were um, already getting my son evaluated for autism at the time. So I was like, nah, there's no way I'm going back. <laughs> so I hit the maternal ball and walked through my own cringe, beautiful awakening of my own maternal bias. And it sent me on this path. That's why I'm so obsessed with this. Like everything that I walked into, I could have, man, if I could have just listened to this podcast, I would have known and like, Oh, okay. Let me think about that. What do I think about the maternal bias? What do I think about women working versus moms working? Do I really want to be a VP of sales? If I have two kids at home, like would I want to be away. I don't know why I didn't think about these things, but I didn't. (laughs) So that is what I wanted to share with you as your introduction to matrescence and your career. And I want to remind you, if you are actively navigating these things, I am here to support you. I offer one-on-one and group coaching. I also want to remind you that as a motherhood coach or as any coach in general, I am not here to tell you what to do. I have no vested interest in all moms should stay home or all moms should work. My only thing is all moms should choose what they actually want and know that it is truly their decision. Are you going back because you just don't want to waste your previous life? Are you going back because your husband wants you to? Are you staying home because you think you should, but you don't really want to? Let's talk about it. Okay. I am here to support you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free the Mother. I hope you feel more informed, supported, and inspired in your motherhood journey. If you liked any part of this episode, please like and subscribe and share. Share with your mom friends, with your mom group. Spread the word of matrescence and how this is your opportunity to free the mother.